Welcome back to Range Anxiety TV and today we're doing a bit of a drive along. I mean the last one that Lisa and I did with an iPhone was that bad that I thought we'd actually try something a bit more semi-pro. This is still handheld though by my video photographer, Justin. Today we're taking the leaf out, not a leaf, see, I get my nuisance confused even. The GDR out, oh, the patrol, it's a note. Just take note, Martin, it's a note. We're taking the note out for a bit of a drive. I've been actually working hard on this for the past few weeks. Um, we're getting some results out of this, some real world, uh, real world results on the open road, um, learning how this hybrid works, right? There are some tricky things that it does and before you start modifying it, you've really got to map out um, the relationship between the internal combustion three banger, 1.2 litre, uh, the power inverter and the motor controller. So being the type of hybrid that it is, I think it was a parallel hybrid, series hybrid, series hybrid, um, where we've got the engine acting as a gen set simply to charge a battery, which drives the electric motor. That sort of three way that they have is something that requires a bit of mapping out in you know with your eyes and with a pen and paper and a bit of data recording so you can see what goes on um, it's not that straightforward and it's not that simple so i've been doing quite a few k's working out when the petrol motor kicks in how the petrol motor uh, the synergy of that to the electric motor and I've now got a picture in my head of how this whole thing works. More to the point, we've started reading the ECUs now and true to form, Nissan didn't make this easy. Um, the actual, actually it has an engine which is internal combustion engine and the motor which is electric motor. So it doesn't have two motors, it has an engine and a motor. Or actually the engine's on that side and the motor's on that side. Um, true to form, Nissan did not make this easy. Uh, it has a very state-of-the-art, even though this is a 19 model, it has a very state-of-the-art Nissan 32-bit float processor in it um, that requires a very special protocol to read. Then when you do manage to read it, this is the engine ECU, when you do manage to read it, you're then trapped with a 2-meg file, of which none of it really makes a lot of sense. I mean, you can see bits of petrol car Nissan in there, but you can't see... Uh, there are so many other strategies at play with it being a... A stationary generator sort of thing that it doesn't really match the kind of mapping that you would see in a car which is designed to operate through a wide sort of RPM range this thing here you know if I'm cruising along, cruising along now sits on about 1500 now I'm gonna go foot flat here and you'll hear it hear the motor pick up it sits on about anywhere between 5,010 and 5,070 RPM and just sits there flat, right? Um, we're using two forms of data logging. We're data logging both what the dash is telling us in kilometres per litre and we're also using the dyno and I'll show you that in a minute when we get back to the dyno cell. But we've seen real world results on my calibrated drive loop. I drive pretty carefully and pretty, pretty steadily because I'm an old bloke. We were seeing about three and a half to 3.8 liters per 100 Ks in the, in the new money fuel consumption, which isn't bad, but we've actually through some clever and careful programming managed to get that down to about, well, best I've seen is 2.57. And 
average is closer to 2.92, 2.94. So there are actually some real world results on offer here, some tangibles. No, it's not making any more power yet. Um, to me, with petrol being $2.29 a litre at the moment, uh, I think we'll go for the money saving thing first. That's a beauty of a hybrid. That's one reason you buy them. Don't buy them for pure performance. And yeah, look, the whole thing seems to be doing a really good job. There's all sorts of readouts on the dash, which we'll go through in a minute. Um, but the main one I'm looking at is kilometres per litre. At the moment, because it's out on the freeway, now this is a, a, a part of hybrid driving that hybrids don't enjoy. Hybrids enjoy stop-start. They don't enjoy um, just constant load because then you're running the gen set pretty much the whole time. Actually, as I say that, it's turned off. At the moment on the open road, we're averaging five litres per hundred. Oh, and I'm just stopping for some lights. We'll get some regen braking. And I haven't touched a brake pedal just yet, but I'm gonna need to just a little bit here. Um, yeah, we're about five litres per hundred, which isn't great, but still, it's open road, it, it's, it's okay. I don't do a lot of country driving, and I, I suggest if you do do a lot of country driving, the note isn't for you. Um, our good friends at Tokyo Prestige do own this car, so thank you very much to Tokyo Prestige. Again, can't thank them enough for giving us the opportunity to work with this, but around town, it's actually, it's actually a cracker, this car, you know, in suburbia. You know, I wouldn't drive it to Darwin, but unlike most EVs where you're going to run out of charging infrastructure, with this thing you actually can drive it to Darwin if, if that's what you want to do. Thankfully, I'm not a booger eater, so I don't need to drive to Darwin. I'll just get in the kerosene budgie and punch a big hole in the ozone layer. So with that, yeah, the engine just kick, uh, kick back in. We're at five litres per hundred. Um, with that, we'll go back now to the dyno bay and we'll kick along and we'll, we'll see what's going on in there. Okay, now we've finished our drive in the note. You all saw us cruising. I was cruising with Justin. We were like, you know, checking stuff out, looking at the economy, talking about the kinds of things that we've been doing to it. Programming at this point in time, the engine ECU, not the motor power inverter and controller. There are three different ECUs in this thing, I reckon. There's maybe four, but I found three at the moment. Um, we have been doing some tuning. I've got the Space Wizard wand out. Now this is dead set, oh, each year, dead set space wizardry, right? I don't think this has been done before outside of Nismo in Japan, who do offer the 20 horsepower or 40 horsepower, whatever it is, upgrade for the things. I don't think it's been done privately before. So a lot of it is suck it and see, trial and error. Um, you can see here, we've been doing a few runs, changing some things and the most Interesting thing that I found is by changing the way the petrol motor behaves, or the petrol engine, why do I keep mixing that up? Changing the way the petrol engine behaves will actually change the way the motor controller works. These things are all talking to each other flat out. And by changing fuel and ignition and, and all sorts of other things in the, in the uh, engine controller, we're able to get some crazily different results. I mean, you know, we're only talking a few kilowatts, but six or 7%. For example, um, making the engine ramp in more slowly resulted in more top end power. As you can see, those two curves there actually gave a better result up here than when we slammed it on hard down low, it would tend to fall away at the top. And that is with a constant state of battery charge um, it wasn't because it was flat or anything like that. 
So we found some really interesting things that we're going to have to to work out, you know, where the synergy all is with it. Um, thankfully, Tokyo Prestige, again, have trusted us with this car, and we're finding out some really, really interesting stuff. And the reason it's interesting is not because there's going to be a million Nissan notes out there. There's not. There's, you know, a handful of them that are imports into the country, but the Nissan Aria and the new X-Trail are all going to work this way with the Nissan e-power system where you've got the Gen Set engine and the electric motor. So what I'll do now is I'll just swap screens, give me one second, and I will show you the actual things that we changed. You can actually see from looking at the screen now that we have made some changes. This is to the air-fuel ratios or the mixture of the engine. Um, standard, they're pretty rich. They're like in the flat to low 11 sort of range. And I'm thinking, and there's Tattoo de Plane going overhead again, but you'll actually filter that out, Justin, and I'll sound like an idiot for saying that. Yeah? Yeah, okay, good. Thank God we're consistent. Pretty rich, standard. And so we decided to start in leaning the air-fuel ratio of the engine through the ECU, um, which again, I said was, was quite a tricky thing to do. It's not that straightforward. However, we were able to get it somewhere up here in the blue line where I would like it. Um, and of course, being a, it's, it's actually got 12 injectors by the look of it, this thing. Three cylinder, sorry, six injectors, two per cylinder. Must be to stratify the charge for some obscure reason. I mean, it's not as if it's some high performance mill. It's not really a, a grunty thing. There's even another plane. They're all coming out now. They're probably looking for you, mate. Um, shouldn't have done that drive off at the servo earlier. I told you, I warned you. Um, yeah, so we're able to lean it a fair bit. So we are actually making changes to the ECU. This isn't just some sort of smoke and mirrors exercise. This is actual proper R&D. Um, we're going to go, obviously, as far as we can and a lot further. But to get those mixtures down and to make real-world improvements of half a litre half a litre per 100 k's or nearly a litre per 100 k's in some instances. I mean, let, let's face it, that's uh, an extra 10 bucks a week you might be saving. So, you know, it's probably worth it. But to me, it's more about the fact that it's so interesting. So we're still working with the note. We'll bring you more as and when we do it. We've been asked a lot about how the taxi development's been going because we should have been driving that by now. We have been let down pretty extremely with getting one splined part made to join the output shaft of the motor, because it's electric, to the tail shaft of the taxi, and hopefully we'll have that within a week. And so I've just been uh, busting people's posteriors over this because that one part has taken longer than the rest of the project. It's been in development now for two years. That's not good enough. This isn't a Cybertruck. That's going to be cyber taxi so stay tuned we're going to be doing a lot more note development and of course the taxi so i hope you like this one it's a bit tacky but you know we can't be smart ass clowns the entire time